I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Sign up to bet the Breeders' Cup with Horse Racing's number one app. First bet, get a $10 free bet plus 100% match of your first deposit up to $200. Use the promo code HORSE200 to claim your offer. Breeders' Cup picks and insights. VEASAN.com brought to you by First Bet. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details, including how to get the free Breeders' Cup wager guide. VEASAN.com slash horses. Every time at this, uh, every, every, uh, Thursday? Uh, every Thursday at this time. <laughs> every, thank you. Every Thursday at this time, Brad Powers joins us. Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. So that's a good discussion to start. I like Clemson and bet Clemson. Mike Palm, who's a Notre Dame fan, likes Clemson. You bet pick in the summer on Clemson, but you laid more on the opener Sunday, and you tweeted out what you bet as well. Take us through this, and you're a Notre Dame fan as well. Take us through the thought process here on Clemson, Notre Dame, and why it's one of your biggest bets of the season. Yeah, so first off, good morning, guys. Thanks Hello. for having me, as always. Yeah, let's, you know, going back to the summer, I was a little bit down on Notre Dame. I thought, I mean, they were treated like, you know, borderline top five team. Yeah. I didn't see it with a first-year yeah. coach and a new quarterback and new schemes and some other de- deficiencies at wide receiver and defensive back. So I thought, you know, if I'm right, 
that's going to, you know, go through the course of the season. And, and I mean, Pickham was still treating Notre Dame like a top five team. So I, I just didn't see it there. And then obviously I did think Clemson was a playoff contender and they've lived up to that. I don't think they're a national title contender, mm-hmm. but they, they, they're, they're certainly have done their part. Now, earlier this week, I mean, I didn't expect to see three. I'll just put it that way. I, you know, made the number a little bit higher. I, you know, made it Clemson six. You're thinking, well, why would you bet that much when you got a three-point difference? Well, it's right around, you know, when it's under a touchdown, numbers mean more. Mm-hmm. Uh, lower total in the 40s, numbers mean more. Mm-hmm. And I just think matchup-wise here, it's just an extremely bad matchup for Notre Dame. Uh, they want to run the football. They have to run the football because they're extremely limited at quarterback. And, and to beat Clemson, you got to be able to throw it, like a la Wake Forest. So um, I, Clemson's defensive front is getting healthier. Heck, even their secondary is healthier. So I just don't see a, a pathway to much success here for the Fighting Irish, especially considering at such a short number. I just, I, I know there's a couple groups that really like Notre Dame this year in the betting markets, and they're influential. They got more money than me. But I, I don't know what they're seeing because I, I watch every play every single week in Notre Dame games. Sometimes I watch them a couple times oh. a week and go back through it. And True Pine is not a power five starting caliber quarterback. And, and you need that to, to, to compete with Clemson. No, I mean, he's completing 49% of his passes the yeah. last three games. Yeah. So I thought your breakdown there is terrific. I mean, how are they? He's not going to have any success through the air, it figures, against Clemson. You figure Clemson's going to score as well. Guys, that's 49% against UNLV, Syracuse, and a very bad Stanford yeah. defense. I just, it's it's br- brutal to watch, honestly, as a fan. I mean, they just – and you know, a lot of it's his fault, but uh, uh, parts of it is outside of Michael Mayer at tight end, they don't have a lot of options at wide receiver. Yeah. They're extremely, extremely limited. We, we spoke to a, a Clemson fan a couple of weeks ago, and he just said, we're not good enough. The program isn't at that level anymore where they're just going to blow teams out. Uh, do, do you think they go undefeated, get in the playoff, and then you just think whether who, they match up against the SEC winner, Ohio State, it's they're going to get blown out? I, I agree with that. Uh, okay. Again, I think they're a playoff contending team, similar to what you know the Notre Dames, the Oklahomas have been. Uh, very capable of getting to the playoffs, but once they get there, I, I don't expect the, the, the game to be that competitive. They, they are limited. I mean, we're talking about Notre Dame being limited in, in the passing game. Clemson's limited in the regard that if you're comparing them to what Trevor Lawrence was and that wide receiver core that they had three, four years ago, they just do not have that type of uh, player makers on the outside. Clemson's more in the trenches. I mean, Will Shipley's their, their best offensive playmaker, in my opinion. DJ's, you know, struggle got pulled in the last game, but I, I expect him to, to, to bounce back, start here, and to play and play well. He's got experience. He played well the last time uh, that he was in South Bend. Okay, let's get into the uh, Tennessee-Georgia matchup. Uh, got to talk to you about the Nolan Smith injury for Georgia. He's one of their better defensive players. He's been thought of by, like, every draft nick that I read as a first-round pick next year. He's really, really good. He's out for the year. Uh couple things on that if you were thinking of betting Georgia was that enough to make you shy away or I will flip it if you were thinking of betting Tennessee in this game was that enough to put you on the volunteers in a word no uh doesn't mean that much to me and now I get it that Georgia's been limited in the pass rush this year they only have 10 sacks Nolan Smith has three of those 10 sacks actually Beal the backouts played more snaps than Nolan Smith this year Beal led Georgia. All, that, that, all those great Georgia 
players uh, last year. Beal uh, led him in sacks a year ago. Jalen Carter's been out on the mm-hmm. defensive front. He finally came back last week. He limited snap count, probably limited snap count this week. But if he w- were to remain out, then I, then I would say, you know, it might be a situation where one plus one equals three. But, yeah, I just I expect more nickel and dime packages <laughs> for, for Georgia to, to keep up with the Tennessee pass game. So he, he didn't impact my thought process on the game, whether I wanted to bet Georgia or play against the Bulldogs here. Yeah, uh, so a follow-up to that then is Tennessee got blown out by this team last year. It was 41-17. But I will also say this, and we talked to you about this several times a year ago, that was an all-time Georgia defense. I mean, they would rank up against any great defense that we've seen in the last, what, 30, 40, 50 years, maybe ever. And this Tennessee team, Brad, is much, much better than last year. So, I mean, that point spread right now at eight. If you had to bet it right now, what would you do? It's a good question. I have not bet the okay. point spread yet in the game. Uh, I think here's the the advice I'd give to people. I'd wait if you're uh, if you're looking to bet Georgia. I'd wait a little bit because obviously t- Tennessee's very popular this week, even among uh, the the people that aren't necessarily professionals. So I, I'd wait a little bit on the Georgia side. Uh, my numbers say to bet Georgia though. Uh, the, the the thing of it is though, when I really deep dived into this, I do a deep dive podcast. I st- here we are in the first week of November, and I still have question marks about Georgia, even though they're unbeaten statistically. You look at yards per play margin, yards per game margin, points per game margin, clearly a top two, top three team. But, I mean, they, they haven't been tested that much. And, and their big performance in the opener against Oregon, that was the opener. And, yep. and Oregon, obviously, much different team than what they were now. Uh, I don't know. I, I know the defense has dropped off from last year. I still don't know how much that drop-off is. We're going to find out on Saturday. So, I lean Georgia. The The Missouri game was alarming. I mean, yep. Missouri lost to Auburn. Now, they blew the game, but still. And they had problems moving the ball in that game. They did. They went up and down the field early on against Georgia, and Georgia was lucky they won that game. So that's the one that I can't get out of my mind as well. Um, how about Tennessee? Four to five to one to win the SEC, but in some places, a dollar ten to make the playoff. Yeah, I don't. That, that's crazy to me to be honest with you because i mean i you know i i think the pecking order they would be three in the pecking order if they lose this game because obviously it would be i unless i mean obviously they're counting on georgia to beat alabama but i mean say alabama beats georgia in the sec championship yep, game i mean tennessee right. would be third in that pecking order uh so i i mean I, I could see it yeah sure if georgia were to win out and tennessee's only losses to georgia th- th- then yeah, they would be the first one-loss team, you would think, theoretically, uh, and would make it. But, I mean, Georgia-Alabama game would be close to pick them, so I, I, I don't understand that yeah. line right there. I remember you telling us in the summertime, you have Tennessee at at least triple digits to win the SEC. I think it's 100-1, to one, maybe a little, little bit more than that. Do you have anything yep. on Hooker to win the Heisman? 80-1. to one. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. I'm, oh, wow. I, uh yeah, and then he's you know currently right there among the favorites. And and I'll say this: I think if they win and he plays well, I mean, unless there's an injury, I think he's going to win the Heisman. So yeah, that that would that, be a couple more Christmas presents under the tree. <laughs> yeah, that's right, absolutely. Okay, what'd you make Alabama LSU, and what are your thoughts on the other big SEC game? I bet Alabama laid twelve. 
Um, wasn't one of my favorite bets, but a lot of times when I'm making bets on those openers, you know, I think, you know, very quickly because I make like 50 bets a week, you know, what's my thought process was, is this going to 10 or is this likely to go higher, maybe to 14? I, I laid to 12 with Alabama. I, I get it. Jaden Daniels the type of quarterback for LSU that has historically given Alabama problems. I worry about LSU's offensive line, bottom 15 in the country and sacks allowed. Alabama's got a ferocious pass rush. And, you know, outside of Jane Daniels, LSU doesn't have a lot of playmakers. And I think people are overreacting to what they just saw last, and that being the last two games for LSU. Prior to that, they've been very inconsistent. You've been very high on Texas uh, for a while now. Are you high enough to lay the points on the road against Kansas State? I am. That's one of my favorite plays of the week, along with Clemson. I like the spot off a bye. I don't mind fading Kansas State off a 48 nothing win over Oklahoma State. Doesn't get any higher than yeah, that for them. Yeah, yeah. And then I just, if you, I think there's overreaction in the market. If you don't believe me, I, you know, I don't necessarily care so much about the result because a lot of things can happen, turnovers and whatnot, injuries. I just like to look, what was market expectation in these two teams' last game? They both played Oklahoma State. Obviously far different results in the game. But market-wise, Texas was a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Kansas State was a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. So that tells me right there that the market, just in the last game for these two teams, thought very differently of these two teams. And again, when you throw in the situational spot, I, I like Texas. I still have Texas as a top-10 team. Look, yeah. they've lost three games, but, I mean, they easily could be unbeaten. Mm-hmm. No doubt. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll continue with uh, professional sports better. College football handicapper Brad Powers coming up next. He's on Twitter at Brad Power 7 um, a, l- a lot of other games to get into, uh, like, for example, tonight, big game in the Sun Belt. Uh, what does he make of App State Lane 3 on the road against Coastal Carolina? And there was a big move on this Michigan State-Illinois game. Um, at any point, will there be value on Sparty before kickoff or no because of the eight suspended players after the Michigan game? We'll ask him about that coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 all season long. Guinness made of more. DraftKings.com for details. Second segment here with professional sports better, college football handicapper Brad Powers. We did all of the, uh, it's a great weekend of college football starting really tonight uh, in the Sun Belt. And we can begin there here, Brad. Um, are you surprised that App State opened up the favorite? They remain a three-point favorite, or is that pretty much where you made the number? It's pretty much where I made the number, so I'm not surprised that, that App State took a little bit of money. And it's more not necessarily a play on App State. It's a play against Coastal, a team that you know statistically um, looks more like a team that should have three losses, maybe four losses, instead of a team that's sitting here at 7-1. and one. Uh, they, They've been very fortunate outside of the old Dominion game. Even last week, I know it looks impressive on the road. They went and beat Marshall outright as a dog, but even that game wasn't that statistically dominant for them. So, I mean, they're leaning on their quarterback. They got a creative coach, but they're just not as good. Even though the record says they are, they're not as good as what they've been the last couple of years. So lean towards App State tonight. Okay. Uh, I know that you made the Illinois number much bigger than the opener against Michigan State. So, and I said this before the break, at some point, will value like pop on Sparty or are those eight suspended players after what happened against Michigan in that game? Is that just too much and can have too much of an impact on this game? Yeah. So, I mean, what do I, 
you know, to me, it's not just, you know, the, the on the field for those five play. I mean, five of the eight are, are important on the defense side of the ball. Right. They're in the top 13 as far as tacklers. So obviously it impacts that side of the ball more than anything. I just think psychologically, where's the team at? You just played your rival. You played them tough, at least early on. And then you got all these distractions now, and it's already been an extremely disappointing season. So they're, they're kind of a, a candidate for wave the white flag type of thing. And it's just not the players yeah. being gone. It might be just, you know, they just ain't got it the, the last month of the season. So to get to your question, I would still probably take them at 17, 17 and a half. Cause you, you've had numbers, not teams. Uh, yep. So yeah, I would, I would lean that way. Once I got the 17, 17 and a half. Okay. So a little bit more here on the Illini uh, as a guy who grew up uh, rooting for the Wisconsin Badgers. I can tell you that I was never that big of a Brett Bielema fan, but boy, he's done a great job here with Illinois uh, this season, and they're 4-1 and one on their side uh, of that conference. They're game up on Purdue. They get them next week after this Michigan State game. Let's assume for a second they, they beat the Boilermakers. Do you think this team is – can they go to Michigan and give Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines a game? Could they potentially upset and shock the world? Could they beat them? I mean, they're still going to be a double-digit underdog, but matchup-wise, they match up a lot better with Michigan than they would say, like, an Ohio State. Uh, I just think – I mean – Depends on what Harbaugh's game plan is. If it's line them up and try to play, you know, Bo Schembechler type football, that's going to play in the hands of an Illinois team that's, uh-huh. you know, got the number one defense in the country statistically. So uh, I do, I would give him, I would bet him in, in that game if I got the right number. And, and it was sizable in, in that double digit category because it's going to be a lower scoring game. And I mean, you, you mentioned Bielema. This, look, this Illinois team looks like one of his better Wisconsin teams, you know, with Sans. The, the year that they had Russell Wilson uh, at quarterback, but they, they just look like your typical re- really good Big Ten West team. Do you want any piece of Auburn now that Harson's been fired, and how are you going to treat Auburn uh, the rest of the season? Do you think it could be like Michigan State where they're waving this at season's over and they, and they give up? I think you might get a one-game bump. In fact, interim coaches, I went through it. Uh, they've actually done okay this year. 12-9 and nine overall against the spread. Doesn't sound that great. 4-2 and two in the opener opening game interims are, uh, but the four wins have been as far as covers all by more than three touchdowns per game, uh, every single one of those four. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm on the Auburn side this week. I think that's a lot of points. I think okay. the players are fired up, especially, I mean, the interim coaches, Cadillac Williams and Auburn legend. I think they're at least fired up for one game. How about the early start Saturday air force against, uh, army. Service Academy games, 42-9-1 and one to the under. Total hasn't moved, though. Well, it hasn't because it was really priced in on the opener. I mean, if you just do these team scoring averages and pace of play, you're thinking the total should probably be 50. So it's priced in. Boy, that being said, I'm still going under. I mean, the last – let's just talk Army Air Force. Uh, eight straight to the under yep. in, in this series. Average total score in those games, 27. Ooh. 27 points per game. Last eight meetings, under for me. All right, good uh, info. Are, are we going to get many stops in this Texas Tech-TCU game? I know it's got a high total near 70, but uh, where do you see the stops coming from? I don't see too many stops. Uh, I, I am fading TCU. I know people are going to say, well, they're going to be angry, you know, considering their playoff ranking. I get that. I just, how many times is this team going to get up week after week? Yeah. And they've been extremely fortunate, not only the, the opposing quarterback injuries, but hell, even last week, an unbelievable cover, that, that what it took for them to cover that game against West Virginia. It's, it's amazing to me. Texas Tech, I bet on them last week. I lost, and it looks like I, I, I had a really dumb play there. I get it. That's the result. But 
four turnovers did them in. They were minus four in turnovers. And it was a, a one-score game there, uh, the, or at least potentially in the fourth quarter, and it ended up being a four-score blowout. So I think the, uh, Texas Tech's still a little bit undervalued. I like the Red Raiders here, plus the points. Well, I mean, what TCU did at the end of that game against West Virginia, Brad? Oh, my God. I mean, come on. that's that's Put it over the total, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, it, 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 double one, bad beat. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. It's yeah. awful. Uh, can I interest you in taking Miami plus the points against FSU? You cannot. Right? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Miami's 0-7 against, uh, against the spread against FBS teams, falling short by double digits per game. Usually you would say, hey, you're paying a premium. You want to fade Miami, you're paying a premium. I don't think you are still at this point. And on the other side, I think Florida State, when you start diving at them statistically, top 10 in yards per play margin, yards per game margin, they played a pretty tough schedule. Florida State's undervalued. Miami's still overrated. I know it's a rivalry game. You want to take the big number. I just don't see a pathway to Miami success here, so I like the Knowles. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Brad Powers, our guest. College football expert, Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. You surprised at the Iowa money? No, I'm a part of it. I uh, I took Iowa plus 7 on the open. I just It was another situation. Is it the line going up or is it going down, regardless of what I bet? So I, I took Iowa. I think they're a little undervalued. I thought they were undervalued last week. They, they covered a, what people thought was a big number against Northwestern. Keep an eye. There's some weather going on in the Midwest this week. Yeah. Wind in this one would obviously impact Purdue more than Iowa. You can't get any more inaccurate than Iowa's quarterback. So if it's windy, that's going to much, much greater impact Purdue than it will Iowa. So I'm on the Hawkeyes. All right, you are in business with the you know Hooker 80 to one to win the Heisman. <laughs> how, how any other future tickets, conference winners, that type of thing? How you looking there? Uh, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I bet a lot more season win totals than anything, okay. and I I bet a hundred of them, believe it or not. I checked. I, I didn't really take a look at too much prior to this week. I, I'm on pace, and this isn't even an optimistic outlook. I'm a very, you know, self-deprecating type guy. Yeah, sixty, yeah, sixty-five percent. It looks like. Oh, all right, very good. Out. Right, and I'll, I'll only bring this up because you tweeted it out. But I think it'd be a good discussion. And two minutes left here, give or take. Your top ten in a contest. You have two entries that are top ten in a contest, but the, we're not down to the to the end yet. But would you pull a Derbify who won the contest here last year? Would you look at doing the opposite if you're top five on both with a week to play? How are you going to attack this once we get down maybe to two, three weeks left? Yeah, it's a really good question. I'm not there yet, obviously. Once I get to the final three, I'll probably start profiling my competition if I'm in the top ten. Uh, if I'm fortunate to be in the top ten with both entries uh, with about four weeks left. It, Nugget's very different because mm-hmm. keep in mind it's seven college and, and NFL combined. And what happens is after the college regular season's over, <laughs> you know, there's a few weeks there. I know bowls are included, but there's a lot of weeks you're going to have to have five-plus NFL. Yep, yeah. A lot of people can do college. They can't do NFL. So that's when I start profiling my competition. And, yeah, I mean, sure, if, I, if, if that's what I need to do to win, that's what I'll, I'll do. But it's not life-changing money. We're not talking about millions on the line here. We're talking, you know, difference of uh, maybe 10, 20 grand here. Yeah. So. Yeah. I probably won't get that meta, guys. All right. Good point. Not like this contest last year. All right. All right, Brad. Great stuff as always, man. Thanks for the time. Good luck this weekend. Hey, take care, guys. Thanks Great for having job. me. Great job. There you Thank go. Thank you. Brad Powers. Yeah. On Twitter again at Brad Powers 7 The Service Academy thing. Come on. You can be, well, okay. So what he said there. Eight in a row, averaging 27 points per game going back in those meetings. And it's a 42-9-1 and one under run when the Service Academy's 
So it's not just Army, Navy. No, it's and like he said, between these two teams, Army, mm-hmm. Air Force, last eight, yeah. average score combined is 27. Now we said this year, but they these teams profile a little bit differently here, right? He said if you just if you remove the names, the total should probably be about 50. Yeah, but it's like a looking at yourself in the mirror, though. I mean, you're running the same stuff. Like you see it each is, other yeah. in practice. I mean, that's... You know how they talk about how... No defensive or special teams touchdowns, a layup in this game. Yeah, it can, it can, you're right. It can be tricky for teams who do not have a bye week to prepare for the option. Yeah. Well, these two teams, that's all they do. Yeah. They do it year-round, is prepare for the option. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, it makes so much sense that these... Sense that these again, if you go back, this is like early, mid-2000s, the totals for the, um, the Army-Navy game were in the 50s. Like 53, I believe. Pop. 37, yeah. We're, we're 37 now. Oh, yeah. That, or or uh, less than that. Yes, right. Yep. World Series recap and a uh, preview of Game 5. Justin Verlander has terrible career numbers in the World Series. Some of the categories are worse than you think. How bad? I will tell you next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VSIN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl. Get the upcoming college basketball guide, the college bowl guide, and the Super Bowl guide as well. VSIN.com slash subscribe. $99 midseason special. Get it today. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, so what a game last night. That old adage in Major League Baseball proved true yet again. You're only as good as your starting pitcher the next day. Javier was brilliant. The combined no-hitter, third time in postseason history, second time in the history of the World Series. His strikeout prop went over as well. Uh, Phillies couldn't touch him. I mean, that offense was red hot. The reason why they are at this point and had a 2-1 lead in the series. And last night completely shut down. That was it. And you could kind of tell that the dam was going to leak or start to break against Nola in that game. Yeah. And they finally got to him, and then that was all she wrote. Sick beat, first five under. Oh, yeah? Incredible. Yep. So, got to say, a close to a must-win you're going to get here for the Phillies. I mean, highly unlikely you'll win six and seven on the road if you can't do it tonight. Last 13 innings, Philly batters one of 37 with 20 strikeouts. But the historic no-hitter, and combined at that, as high as 75-1 to one here. They they came in like the twenty seven Yankees. Yep. Hadn't lost at home and the fewest runs was four. And yet completely shut them down and no hit them. But now this is fascinating because it's Verlander now. Mm-hmm. Which you could just say going back when it was Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. They had that rivalry. Okay, you shoot through a shutout, I'm doing the same thing. And now you think, okay, Verlander picks up where Javier lefts off. But this unmitigated disaster career in the World Series, which is not getting enough attention. For a Hall of Fame pitcher to have eight starts and he's 0-6 with an ERA of six and he couldn't hold a five-run lead in game one or else this series would be over. And it's also the long ball. He's allowed nine home runs in those starts. Yeah, so this is what I was talking about before the break. Uh, Some of the numbers for Verlander are actually uglier than you would think, and that, Paulie, is exactly where I was going with this. Do you realize that in his eight career starts, he has allowed four multi-home run games. So he can get whacked around. And to put that in perspective, he allowed two-plus home runs twice this year in the entire regular season. That's oh, 28 God. starts. Yeah, And he's a, he's done that in half 
of his World Series starts ever. So, I mean, there's been a drastic change. It's a smaller sample size. I understand that. But you're not going to have a huge World Series sample, sample size compared to what it's like in the regular season. And this guy, and there's a, here's another thing for you, too. Uh, he has only struck out eight-plus batters twice in eight starts. To put that into perspective, he struck out seven-plus batters 13 times in 28 starts this year. And if you go back to his last full season, 2019, he won the Cy Young. He struck out seven-plus 27 times. So in his World Series career, he's only struck out 7-plus or 8-plus twice. That's it. So again, smaller sample size, I get that. But his Ks go down. His K rate goes down compared to his uh, regular season numbers. And his home runs go up. Those are two things that a a guy like this cannot afford to have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I love Houston tonight. And it's not the do theory. No one's pregnant here. It's also anti-Philly. What's happened? I mean, come on now. It's not everyone, but they booed him off the field. They started booing in the seventh inning and left the game. I mean, what have you done for me lately? It's ridiculous. It's like some of the Yankee fans booing Judge after the first two postseason games. But now you're starting to press. And now you say what you want. It's embarrassing to get no hit Uh on national stage like that. So now they're probably pressing. It's like, oh, God, we ever get a hit. No one one hit in our last 13 innings. What's going on? And then the strikeouts add up. All that adds up. But it's also a play against Thor here. I mean, you're throwing a guy. You want to talk about the rust factor, not to mention how long is he going. Then you have the unknown with all the bullpen guys that come in behind him. But going back here, since October 1st, he's pitched five innings. And in the biggest game of the season, he gets the ball tonight. And he wasn't good this year anyways. No. So I don't have any confidence in Thor. Does he even go three innings? And I think they, they touch him up a little bit early. See, and, I, yep. and we said this yesterday, and it was very obvious, but it need, needed to be pointed out. Last night's game was the biggest game of the series for Philadelphia. Because if they win that, right. Paul, they could afford to lose this game tonight and then go back to Houston and then win either game six or game seven. But losing the game last night now kind of puts them against, they're up against it now. You also could have come back with Wheeler to close it out and make sure you don't go back to Houston. Yeah. That was in play. That was a possibility. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I agree. So some of the props tonight, again, and I, I will point this out one more time, you're going to hear nothing but anti-Verlander stuff today. And it makes sense. You need to point it out. But if you want to go kind of contrarian, okay, so his K-prop tonight is 5.5. That juice now is up to minus 150. Uh, there's this angle. Rather than betting the Astros to win the game and lay a buck 55 or a buck 60, what if you have enough faith in Verlander to be good get a lead, hold it, turn it over the bullpen, he gets credited for the win, that's plus 170 tonight in the game. Yeah, I like that better than the run line. That's the best, better way to attack it. Okay. Right. But, um, yeah, is he, I mean, I, I guess it could be tight late, or it's a high-scoring game, he doesn't have it, and they explode late, but that's, to me, the, the gets run support, gives up maybe two runs through six, yeah. seven, and then it's like a, a, I don't know, a 5-2 final, something like right. that. Right. I will point this out. If you want to fade Verlander tonight, okay, you can do that. There are some great props up at DraftKings. Hits allowed, 4.5. Well, if you think he gets rocked, that's even money tonight. The walks allowed by Verlander, 1.5, over is plus 135. And here, I think this is going to be a potentially popular one tonight. You do have to lose, lay some juice. But if you think Verlander is bad again, you can bet over 1.5 earned runs allowed. It's minus 155. You know, you could win every bet still. Like, he can give up two runs. You can win that bet, and he can still get the win, clearly. That's a possibility. Here's Dusty Baker, Astros manager, talking about what a strange series it's been. 
I mean, that's what we were coming here trying to, you know, take it back home. I mean, you want to win them all, but, you know, we realize how tough these guys, you know, have been in this ballpark. And uh, uh, reality, um, you know, when you go on the road, if you can win two out of three, then you've, you've had a pretty good series. So it's a big series uh, tomorrow before, you know, we head back home. Um, we know that that they have a great offensive club over there and they got a lot of energy in this ballpark. And uh, so it's, it's uh, man, it's a strange series. I mean, they hit five home runs yesterday and then no hits today. I mean, this, this is a daily game and filled with daily emotions. That is pretty amazing. It is. It is. Now, now I'll just I'll point this out for a second here. What if... Verlander gives up like four runs in the first. Oh, it's Kershaw time. Officially, the Kershaw comparisons. He's probably worse then, is he not? Yeah, yeah. Kershaw, the, the thing with Kershaw was most of it was against the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of it. And then I just feel bad for what happened to him. I, what was it, 17? I mean, he completely shuts him down at home, throws a gym. That's right. And then they know what's coming. I mean, he was oh, how total, filthy is his breaking ball. There wasn't one single swing and miss nope. in that game. Nope. With the trash can crap. Um, but... The he, cross- he, he, he seriously, he literally got cheated in that game. Yeah, he did. Uh, it's unfortunate what happened, but the, leave Mattress Mac alone too. The the Harper, how about the cross sport prop? Harper hit a home run and Hart, Hertz throws two touchdowns, eight to one. Have that. Well, Verlander have eight strikeouts and they win the game. That's plus three eighty. Thought we want to get nuts. Thor strikes out five and they win. That's eight to one. Whew, man. So some other good creative props here, and great. Uh, the books have done an excellent job. Throughout with the creative stuff, like immaculate ending, shutout, um, walk-off I, I, win, no-hitter, all that stuff. Great. Again, I, I bet the wrong 75-1. to yeah. one. I bet yeah. will a player have the cycle. I looked at I looked at the no-hitter here at Circa, but I was like, no-hitter, come on. It, it, it never happens. <laughs> yeah, it's right. happened once in World Series history. It's I very know. difficult. to. And, and by the way, both these teams, like on offense, okay, they're really going to get uh-huh. no-hit? Well, yeah. there you go. But no, they took only like a hand, small bets on it. So not really much there to really talk about or anything like that. But it was available at 75-1 to one in Sure as you know what, you got one. Mm-hmm. But it's been, not only has it been a strange World Series, it's been a um, it's been a pretty good World Series. I mean, the, the Philly crowd the other night was awesome, worth the price of uh, admission, certainly, and uh, definitely watching it. And then to see a no-hitter in the World Series, I mean, come on, that was great. You couldn't turn the TV off last night. What is, I'm looking for a Thor prop for K's tonight, because I would be... Very interested in the under yes. on that, but I don't see one quite yet. Yeah, I mean, Larry Boa told us, again, Larry Boa told us Monday, maybe he goes one time through the order? Boom, just popped. You got it? What is it? Two and a half, under is minus 140. Okay. Even if he go, oh, man, if he goes one time through the order, so three innings, is he going to strike out three guys? I don't think so. You got to lay minus 140 throw for under two and a half. Yeah. There, I mean, there is a there's a chance here where I pointed that out with uh, Verlander getting rocked potentially. What the narrative is going to be then at that point? But what if Syndergaard gives up three right away and it's a quick exit, two and a half? That's possible. If he if he gives up if he gives up one run early, the bullpen's up. I think so. The three, bullpen's there you go. up right away. Three or fewer Ks in his last eight outings. Oh, beautiful. There you go. I mean, come on. What do you? you Five innings since October first. That's come on. Yep, he went three in the in the uh, the Atlanta game. He went three innings. Yep. So 
Yeah, you got Yeah, you have to take the under. Okay, so we will get into the Thursday night game coming up next. We are now learning that a uh, pretty important player status is up in the air for this game tonight. We'll tell you who that is coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Fall sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether it's football, hockey, basketball, or baseball, Bet Rivers has you covered. Great promotions, unbelievable house specials, the Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Sunday football parlay insurance. Head to betrivers.com or download the app today. It's a whole new game. Okay, so this is what we know at this hour regarding the Thursday night football matchup with the Eagles laying a huge number on the road against the Texans. It's pretty much 13.5 now across the board. did touch 14 earlier in the week. The NFL Network is reporting today that the status for Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks is not only up in the air, but it's looking uh, very dicey that he's going to play in this game tonight. They pointed out that he was hurt and he was questionable earlier in the week, but then because of the trading deadline... He hasn't been around anyway. Yeah, he's pissed. Right. So then he thought he was going to get traded. He was Evid- told that. Yeah. Evidently, he was told that he was going to get traded. So he hasn't been around the area. And now they're, they're saying on the NFL Network, it's difficult to believe Cooks is going to play in this game tonight. So I know we talked about playing his props under in this game because it's not a good matchup anyway, unless it turns into a blowout, and then it could, which it could do. And then they're just going to throw the ball every single time anyway late. And if he doesn't play, for those of you who don't know this, checking in here for the first time maybe, if you play uh, any props for a player and he does not make it on the game, does not play in that game, you get a refund. So, But maybe is it worth playing under anyway just in case he does play and he's, ah, screw it, I'm not going to go out there anymore? I, was, I said earlier I was concerned about the garbage time, though. That's the one thing, yeah. That. Here's the tweet. Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. Crossed the line with playing with my career. Got the bow and arrow. I played my part, never took it to heart. He may have uh, deleted some other tweets too. But that was the last tweet that's up there after it, it was they couldn't get a deal mm. done and he was uh, going to stay in Houston. You know, I, they couldn't work. Dallas needed to make a deal. That was a bad job by the Cowboys. They need another wide receiver. So they couldn't work it out, but that is a significant development. How about that? The teams that actually needed a wide receiver didn't make a move, but the Bears did. And they gave up a second-round pick for Claypool. Yeah, Claypool was a second-round pick anyway. And he had a really good rookie season, but has done really not much since then. And he's turned into what people there locally are calling him a diva. And uh, I, oh, mean, I see that. For yeah. some perspective here, DeAndre Hopkins was traded for a two and went healthy and playing. It. He's like a top-five receiver. I think the, uh, Browns got, the Browns got Cooper for a five. That sounds that's about how right. It worked out. Uh, I don't understand why you don't get Fields' help going into the season. But, yeah, but now you do. Now you do. I, I, I you know. But I guess that's a good sign for you know moving forward beyond this year that he's going to be their guy. And well, he's getting better. I mean, I, yeah, 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 that's the one guy going on the uptick. These other guys, I don't think they can play. Yeah, a little bit of hope there for, with yeah, Justin Fields. I don't, Mills, Lawrence. Wilson, no, thank you. Yeah. So here is uh, how I'm approaching the game tonight uh, for player props. Right. My favorite prop tonight is a Miles Sanders anytime touchdown. Uh, I think if you shop around, you can maybe find plus 105. I laid a dollar five last night, and I'll tell you uh, some of the reasons why I like it a lot. First of all, Miles Sanders is having a very under the radar, like super solid season. He has gone over 70 rushing yards five times, and he's only gotten 20 carries once so far. So he's been effective as he's averaged um, 85 yards rushing and a score per game in October. Those were his averages. The Texans are the worst team against the run in many key categories. Pro football focus rates them number one 
Um, worst defense as well. They've allowed, think about this for a second, they have allowed four different running backs to go over 140 yards rushing on 5.7 yards per carry. That's extremely hard to try and do, and they pulled it off. And on top of that, Sanders has seen 19 red zone touches on the season. That ranks number nine overall in uh, the running back category. He has scored four touchdowns in his last four games. And on the season, again, Texans allowing 160 yards rushing per game and 11 combined touchdowns of running backs in seven games. So tonight, my favorite proper Sanders, anytime touchdown. All right, there's two ways to look at this as well. I also think it's we run all over them. The run defense, historically bad. They're giving up 160, 186 rushing yards a game. To put that in perspective, Chicago's second worst. It's 30 yards more yeah. And what uh, Henry did against them, and they ran for 314 yards. It's we're going to run all over them, no need to throw. Hurts doesn't do much. Blow them out, get ready for the mini-buy, and then you take on Washington on Monday night. You also have Hurts going home. Now, there's maybe he goes off, and but also maybe there's a distraction. Hey, I need tickets. or my, that, that could work one of two ways. Sirianni was asked about Hurts playing and being back at home. He's played in a ton of big games. He's played in NFL playoff games. He's played in national championship games. Um, he's played in Final Four games. Like He's played in big high school games. So, you know, he knows that all he can focus on is being there and being, um, you know, being the quarterback of our team. Doesn't matter if we're in Houston, if we're in Atlanta, if we're in, it doesn't matter where we are. He knows about his process and he's, he'd probably be the guy that'll handle it more better than anybody would because, you know, he's just so focused and dialed in on what he has to do and not let, you know, we talk about this all the time too, not letting the outside noise um, get to you, it, whether that's you're 7-0, you're 0-7, you're going to Houston, you're going to Alaska, it, whatever it is, right? All right, Alaska, there you go. Huh? Eh, I've been there, Anchorage. Yeah, Never again. No. Uh, but that's Could Anchorage support an NFL team? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good angle. That's a good tidbit there, too, about, uh, okay, so I throw that out. I think that it won't affect him tonight. I'll go along with Sirianni in that one. The other one, Houston just got awful. Yeah. Number one, they're making you pay for the first half. Philly, 7-0 and ATS first half at 7.5. This open look at line was 10. Now it's 13.5 touch, 14, as you mentioned. But to think to think you have this record and you're, you're sixth in the turnover battle, Houston. You're plus three, which is good for sixth. I mean, what? Yeah. Come on. Your only win was 13-6. to You were handed the game. The horrible penalty by Walker, which led to their only touchdown. Philly, 16 takeaways. Only two giveaways. Two! It's week nine tonight. It's, a se- it's second fewest through seven games since the merger. So I expect uh, Detective Mills to turn over again tonight. So do I. You like the defensive special teams touchdown prop, which is juicy. Uh, and I think school could be out in this one early, and Michaels is going to be complaining. Oh, there's no doubt. At what point of the game is... Is he going to make like some yeah. uh, remarks? We're like, oh well, that's a nice shot right there. I will point this out. We all know that the Eagles have uh, played an easy schedule per certain metrics. It's the fifth easiest schedule to date. Houston tied for the easiest. SOS at this point, <laughs> oh, and it's still no. been this bad. Oh, I know. man, they need they need four, so much help. It's incredible. Yeah, four wins at home since 2020. It is bad. Now they blew the game week one and had the tie against Indy. But it's a it's a horror show right now. Sixteen points per game, sixteen. Yeah, lost five of six. Now, at no. what point do we see Allen or a change of quarterback right, too? Right. I mean, that's another thing. He's he, not getting it done. This would maybe be a mild concern for me. Short week here. 
could the Eagles go into this game just super cocky and thinking yes. uh, we're going to throw all over them and do whatever we want? Yes. When the recipe is, no, just run Hurts, run Sanders, run other backs, and gash them on the ground the entire time? Because actually that is a mild strength of Houston, is that they have some pretty decent players in the secondary, and they're not the easiest team in the league to throw on. They are, as you pointed out, by far and away, the easiest team to run on. So that needs to be the game plan for Philadelphia. I can't imagine they come out throwing. I did, you no. don't. Don't do it. No. So don't. They get, could overlook them. Yes, absolutely. This but, has been the year of the upset. Again, 6,200 people got in Survivor. We're down to 123. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, this is the thing. Like, on paper, this is an absolute bloodbath. Yes. It doesn't mean it's going to play out like that. There was, there was no surprise. Tennessee was telling you what they were going to do every play. Oh, absolutely. They still ran for 300 yards. Yeah. I mean, Paul. You have a better offensive line, great offensive line, yeah. more creativity, and the actual threat of a pass, these which, are, which Tennessee did not have. These are professional football players. They're grown men. They know that Derrick Henry has gone over 200 yards three consecutive games before the contest on Sunday. They had no no solution whatsoever. That's four. You know how embarrassing that is? Yeah. The same running back in the NFL well, has topped 400 yards for, or 200 yards four straight games. The quarterback throws 10 times, That's goes for in, 50 yards, and you get beat. That's pathetic. This is, yeah. Okay, it's time now for the uh, pro tip of the hour. Tonight, World Series, game number five, Noah Syndergaard, Thor. Uh, You had a guest on, Larry Boa, who was excellent on Monday. He brought this up. He might only go once through the order. He has gone under two and a half Ks in three of his last four appearances of less than four innings pitched. So... If that's really what they're going to hope out of him tonight is maybe one time through the order or less than that, his K-prop is two and a half. Man, you want to talk about the rust factor. Who knows? I mean, the, the five innings pit. This is the guy you're going with yeah. in the biggest game of the season? Yeah. Five innings pit since October 1st? That's the pro tip of the hour. We do one every hour on VSIN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. And they're available for VSIN Pro subscribers only at vsin.com where you sort them by sports. And by show, Mike Pritchard will join the show coming up next. Former NFL player and current VSIN host. We'll ask him about tonight's game, uh, any players that he likes, any angle that he likes with this uh, Thursday night spot that we have with the Eagles and the Texans. Also, the loser in the Rams Bucks game is either three and five or three and six. Can we trust either team to make a bet at the current number? That's coming up here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.